Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. The brothers of Yusuf alayhi salatu wa taslim Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of the trade وَشَرَوْهُ بِثَمَّنٍ بَخْسٍ دَرَاهِمَ مَعْدُودَةٍ وَكَانُوا فِيهِ مِنَ الزَّاهِدِينَ What does Allah say? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says And they sold him So one Not only do they take advantage Of Yusuf alayhi salatu wa salam In terms of kidnapping him In terms of throwing him in the well they watch from a distance when the people take Yusuf out of the well they go to these people and they say this individual is a runaway slave of ours and because of that he keeps on running away and doing mischief we would like to get rid of him they see some value in Yusuf and they buy him the amount that they sell him for Allah says they sell him for a meager amount. They all get about two, 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 if you want to call it two, two rands. Okay? وَكَانُوا فِيهِ مِنَ الزَّاهِرِينَ And really, they had no interest in Yusuf alayhi salatu wa taslim. Let us now link this <coughs> to what happens sometimes in the common day. So we have a situation where people, individuals don't like us, as we said in the workplace. And so what they do is they work us out, right? But not only do they work us out, what they do is they also, in addition to that, put a bad word. So what happens is they work you out and you can't get a position elsewhere. Now you think, where to from here? Because I had a job, I had a position, subhanallah. Now I moved out and I'm thinking that I'm better off. I might get to another position. Subhanallah, from there, I go and my resume has been changed. And all of a sudden, people are saying that I'm this bad person. And I can't speak out against it. Yusuf salam is a little boy. So... It's not going to hold any weight. Even if I say something, really is it going to make a difference? So that is sometimes the condition that you and I are placed in. When we can't say anything. What do, you do, what do we do in such a condition? Again, firstly, the first question is why? Why does, Allah, why does Allah allow this to happen? How can it be that Allah had taken this Yusuf and he allows him to be placed in the well and then he allows him to be sold and then he allows allegations to be made against him and he makes it that in such a way that Yusuf he allows, it's almost as if Allah is allowing this to happen. That Yusuf is the worst of people on the earth. So you're sitting and you're thinking as you go home, so you've just been retrenched. Uh, you come home, you're thinking, why? Why me? Why did it happen to me? How is it that these people, you come home, you can't believe it. Dejected, rejected. You speak to your family, you speak to the wife, and you're like, kind of, I can't believe it. I, I worked for the company for 20 years, 30 years. Not a day absent. I was always early. My work was always on time. I really can't believe it. Somebody came in. It seems there was, it seems there was maybe uh, wrongdoing. It seems that there was bribery. I can't really understand this whole concept, right? So you're sitting and you're thinking, what happened? How did Allah allow us, how did Allah allow this situation to happen? The simple answer is that at that moment, we don't know why. Some 10 years down the line, people will tell you, subhanAllah, the best thing that happened to them is they got retrenched. People, many people will tell you, the best thing that happened to them 
is they got fired. That was the best thing. Because then they started their businesses and then their businesses boomed, alhamdulillah. If Yusuf alayhi salatu wa taslim wasn't placed into the well and then from there he wasn't sold, he wouldn't be taken as a slave to be sold, right? So they considered him a slave. And because they considered him a slave, when they got to Misr, they sold him as a slave. If they didn't consider him a slave, when they got to Egypt, they wouldn't have sold him as a slave. Somebody would have said, let me take him. Just like the person who bought him, he looked at him and he said, look, there is value in this person. Let me keep him for myself, right? So if he wasn't taken as a slave, somebody would say, that's really a bad thing. So you go, you have this title in your head that you're a poor worker. And then you go again to another company and then you have this title that you're a poor worker. You're a poor, until somebody sees the truth behind this all and the reality behind it, subhanallah. And they say, let us start something, you and I. And eventually you become the supplier of the very company that kicked you out. Happens. This is the dunya and this is the reality. And we're saying all of this so, we, so we're trying to get inspired when we, when we ask why. Why me? Why did it happen? Why am, I, why am I in this position? And so they get to Misr. They get to Egypt. And they are now selling all of their goods, their wares. And here's Yusuf alayhi salatu taslim Just before they arrive in Misr, he was sold for 20. 20 of the currency of that time, right? That's two per person. We say two rands per person. They could maybe buy, before you could even buy a loose cigarette. You can't even buy that anymore for Turan. Uh, you can't even get a cold ring for Turan. You can't even get a juice for Turan. And Allah says, That amount was so little, it didn't even make a difference. Subhanallah. Now they come to Misr, to Egypt. Okay? So there was no value attached to you. There was like nothing. People just kicked you around. You were like a doormat. Right? And then subhanallah, as we said earlier, now you become the supplier. You become on top of the food chain. And the wonderful thing about individuals who rise from the bottom is most of the time they don't have pride. It's very difficult to fall from the top because people who are from the top don't understand how it is to be at the bottom. We're not making dua that Allah take those from the top to the bottom. But what we're making dua for is Allah keep them also focused. And if and when we do get to the top, may Allah also keep us balanced. They need to be focused when we get to the top, we need to be balanced. May Allah grant us the understanding. So he comes, they put him now on the nilam, on the auction. And the, Misr, the, the, the minister of Egypt, he looks at Yusuf alayhi salam. He sees some value. He sees some benefit. And this is the benefit and the value which Allah is making apparent. There the brothers, they said, no, he's not a good worker. Allah wants him to spend time in the minister's house. So what happens, he, what, what happens is Allah makes him attractive to the minister. Sometimes you have a car sales, right? And you can't sell this car. Somebody comes, they say, no, we don't like it. We don't. Until somebody comes and they say, this is exactly what I was looking for. And you say, listen, the clutch is a bit hard and the petrol is, no, 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 don't worry. This is what I was looking for. You, it's got a bit of body work that needs, don't stress. This is what exactly what I was looking for. See, the tires are smooth. No, no, that's exactly, don't stress about all that. I needed something like this because I want this to be my project. Subhanallah. Allah makes it happen that he will place an interest and people will take a liking to you when the right time presents itself. So don't, if you are in a situation and think, you know what, why is it that people are not turning their hearts to me? 
they're not inclined to me. Why is it that I'm not getting the position? Why am I not getting the bonus? Why am I seemingly not part of the solution? When Allah wants it to happen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will allow it to happen. And when Allah jalla wa ala wants it to happen and allows it to happen, then nobody in the entire dunya can stop it from happening. Well, I grant us the understanding. The, the, the amount now that has to be paid. They say, if you want to buy the slave, then you need to pay his weight in gold. That's the amount. He was just sold earlier for 20 of the currency of that time. Now, he has to pay the amount in gold, but he says it's okay. It's appealing. You sure? Yes, yes, it's okay. I mean, you can see he's a runaway slave. This is the, the condition, code three, whatever. No, 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 it's, it's, it's all fine. I'll take him. So he buys And then he goes to his wife Yusuf is still a young boy Remember he was taken away from his father He's a young boy He's brought into his home The Aziz of, uh, of, of Misr The prime minister Or the minister of Misr And he comes in and he says to his wife Look after this boy very nicely Look after this boy very nicely Honor his presence Honor his state Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that a Muslim is one of those individuals, one of the traits in a Muslim is that he honors his guests. And the person who does not honor his guest is not from those individuals who have Islamic characteristics and qualities. Akrimi mathwa, honor the stay of Yusuf alayhi salam. The second thing that we learn is when he said to her, honor the stay of Yusuf alayhi salam. Because it was the husband's command to the wife, the wife didn't ask him for how long must they allow him to stay. Subhanallah. He said, Akrimi matwa. Right? This is the husband's command. Now, some sisters will say, that means we are subservient to our husbands. In certain departments, Allah has made it such that when it comes to the rules of deen, then obviously if the husband is asking for something which is not going against the command of Allah, we have to listen. And if the sister is asking from, for something from the husband, for example, she's asking for maintenance, to buy groceries, etc., then we have to do it. It's a fair exchange. So he comes and he says, Akrimi mathwa. You look after this boy. Till when? Maybe he'll benefit us. When? I don't know. Maybe he'll grow up as... And they didn't have children. So that was the first thing. We'll adopt him. We'll look after him. Okay? And he'll bring happiness in the home. When there's children in the home, there's happiness, there's noise, there's playing. So we won't be so bored with each other. We'll be able to, subhanAllah, now concentrate and look at what else we can do for somebody else. And that is, that is subhanAllah, what he is saying and what he is meaning by ayyanfa'ana. That not only will he help us, but he'll benefit us. So see, if we don't have children in the home, then, then it's almost like, what benefit do we have in the home? But, but having said this, it doesn't mean that if we don't have children, Allah is not pleased with us. Just remember that. Because we can also benefit ourselves by doing other parts of deen. In this regard, when children are at home, subhanallah, they do provide some sort of a benefit. 
Allah says in another portion of the Quran, Allah is the one who gives gifts to parents. This is Allah. So we better look after, we have to look after our gifts. Allah gives daughters to whom He wants, and sons to whom He wants, and sometimes Allah gives pigeon pairs, and then He says, and then he leaves some of those who are barren. Why does Allah give a daughter? He knows. Somebody, somebody has three sons and then they say, Ah, oh, I'm wishing for another son, another uh, a daughter at least. They say, Oh, yeah, Allah is another son. Okay? And then they try again, subhanAllah, they're like, Ah, oh, another son. First thing, according to the hadith of, of, uh, that is recorded in, in, uh, in, in Bukhari, if it's sons, that means you are stronger, subhanAllah. So you're gonna be, you can't be like, Ah, oh, it's another son. Maybe you can try with, never mind, we're not going to even go, go to that. Allah protect us. So, so nonetheless, Allah knows exactly why. If you had a daughter, how would you bring up the daughter? Would it be, would it be something that we could handle, the responsibility? If we have son and Allah knows exactly why. Why is Allah doing all of this? He knows why he's doing it. Why has he given me a pigeon pay? Why has he given me a child that has this particular character, that has this particular strength, that has this particular weakness? It is not, subhanallah, this is the beautiful thing. When a child is born with a condition, people say there's a deficiency in the child. Any child that is born with a deficiency is complete from Allah. Any child that is born with a deficiency is complete from Allah. When a woman gives birth before nine months, that is her full term. It's not that she gave birth early. When a woman gives birth after nine months, that is her full term. It's not that she gave birth late. If she gives birth at nine months, that is her full term. There's nothing that is deficient in the greatness of Allah. So if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives children, it's not because he's greater. And if he doesn't give children, it's not because he's less greater. When he gives, when he gives, how he gives, to who he gives, what he gives, it's because Allah knows why he is giving. Subhanallah. So asa ayyanfa'ana. Maybe he'll benefit us. Now imagine if he had a son, if he had a son or children at home, right? Would he have adopted Yusuf No, he wouldn't. In all probability, he wouldn't because now you're going to bring somebody home and then there's going to be challenges and then there's going to be arguments probably. So he brings somebody into his home and it's, it's really amazing because this somebody that's coming into his home is going to go to work with his father. So imagine there's a new person in the home, subhanallah, and uh, you got to go now and choose, right? So this son says, I want to go. And you say, no, no, you can't come. But you take the other one, right? So imagine he takes Yusuf every day, but he leaves his own children. So what will happen eventually? Animosity, hatred. We'll get back to the same situation like when Yusuf was treated just a few days ago or a few moments ago. So Allah blesses that person who is a minister, that will treat Yusuf to a taslim with goodness, that will teach him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him somebody who has no children so that he can benefit that individual or we can take him as a child. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, If you look at all of this, if you look at this situation, this is how we placed Yusuf 
This is how we made him start his business. This is how we gave him the capital. This is how we gave him the springboard. This is how he became an engineer. He didn't have good marks. He had to go from here. He had to write that exam. He had to get through the first year, get through the second year, go study overseas, come back. And that's how he became an engineer. He maybe failed one or two times and he carried on. He tried. That's how he became a doctor. Similarly, the businessman won't succeed at the first try. It's not that you will just try and then you'll be rich. Alhamdulillah. doesn't work like that. It's hard work. And it's the assistance of Allah. Nothing happens and Allah says, Makkanna. We made it happen. We placed him. So if we have a position, subhanallah, if we have money, if we have status, if we have waqar, if we have intelligence, it's all because of Allah. وَكَذَلِكَ مَكَّنَّا لِيُوسُفَ فِي الْأَرْضِ Secondly, Allah says, وَلِنُعَلِّمَهُ مِنْ تَأْوِيلِ الْأَحَادِيثِ So Allah takes you, subhanallah, people want to know, why am I living, you know, they say, I don't know why we're living in South Africa, it's, uh, it's safer overseas. Allah knows why He put you here. Subhanallah. Look at the deen that you have. We're not comparing and saying some ways we worse or weaker. We're just saying, look at the deen that we have. We have a wonderful, subhanallah, ease when it comes to practicing deen. Subhanallah. We have masajid all over the country. There's no difficulty, although, subhanallah, there might be opposition. Eventually, the masajid in those areas get built. When the masajid in the area get built, Muslimin move to that area. When Muslimin move to that area, subhanallah, you have madaris that open. When madaris, eventually the area becomes a Muslim area. This is the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We placed him in that part of the world. So Allah knows why he placed you here, right? Because you're going to be beneficial here. And that individual is going to be beneficial there. And the example of this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Ibrahim alayhi salam to his people. Not because he was deficient or weak to be sent to the ummah of the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to become his follower. Remember the very saying that all of the anbiya alayhimu salatu wa taslim asked to be the leader of this ummah. Allah said no. Then they asked to be the followers of the, of the leader of this ummah. No. So did it mean they were worse than us? No. Allah placed them in a time, in a land where they were because they had a greater responsibility there. If you and I move to Australia, America, China, Japan, maybe we won't be able to benefit people or benefit ourselves as much as we are in this particular place. When the call comes and Allah moves us again, just like he, just like he had done with the Prophet wasallam. And he asked him and he told him now to move to Medina Manawara. Allah is not going to come and tell us, right, move. But you will somehow get the call. Then you will have to move. But this is the system of Allah. And he taught him from the interpretations of things. From the interpretations of things. Now it's amazing how Allah Jalla wa'ala taught him that which would benefit him later on. Right? So you go to university and you're kind of thinking, okay, I want to become a computer technician. But they're making me study, they're making me study business economics and they're making me study uh, accounting. And I mean, these are, it almost seems like this universities just want to make money. They do. They do want to make money. So subhanAllah, now you have to study all of this 
com law and you're studying economics and all of these things that you're looking at, you, you're kind of like, I, I, I'm supposed to be majoring only in accounts one and two and in, in audits, and then I can move on to accounts two, three, and whatever the case might be. Why am I doing all of this? And then you realize that, you know, it's just fillers, just like stats, um, which sometimes takes years to complete. May Allah grant us your understanding. But anyway, you like do all of this, subhanAllah, and you're thinking I'm going to be in this industry. I'm going to follow this industry and this path, okay? And then eventually, subhanAllah, when four or five years in your particular field, you're doing your accounting, you're working, you realize that, hey, wait, wait a minute, it seems that with the accounting, I, I, I need to have some sort of the background of the law, right? And there you got your cum law. And all you need to do now is just do a few subjects and you can now move in the direction of becoming a lawyer. So Allah knows exactly why He places us and gives us, and there is why Allah Jalla wa'ala, it's a gift from Allah, for example, to become a hafiz. It's a gift from, to become anything. It's a gift from Allah. If you become an engineer, it's Allah's gift. It's not because you could study. It's not because we, you know, you, know, you and I were good. It's because Allah had gifted us in that particular department. Ask somebody, subhanAllah, who may be an accountant to write a plumbing examination. Okay? And he'll sink. <laughs> for the lack of a better word, because really speaking, that's not his department, okay? And if you ask this, so he's better in that department, but he's not good in this department. It doesn't make one better or the other weak. It just makes them equally better, subhanAllah, in their own departments. So he teaches him, subhanAllah, from the interpretations of dreams, of things. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you know why? Do you know why all of this happens? It happens because Allah is ghalib. Allah is the one who has control. And not only does He have control, He has absolute control. And not absolute control. He has control in such a manner that nobody can interfere with His control. He's ghalibun ala amri, walakinna ya'lamun. The problem is, many people don't know about this. And it's for this reason that they continue asking why and why and why. It's when they get to know of the greatness of Allah and the grandeur of Allah, then they will give themselves unrelentlessly to the power and the majesty of Allah. We ask Allah to grant us that. We quickly discuss one or two points that um, from the 19th Jews of the Quran uh, in the form of the various Anbiya alayhim salatu wa taslim. On the first juz, it was the, uh, the first page rather of this juz, it was the desire of the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that every individual becomes a Muslim. That was his desire, okay? So he would go to everybody. When he was invited to, uh, uh, to, to, to a meal, sometimes the meal would be dates, whatever. So, so he would say to the host that I would not eat until you, 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 you take shahada. Now, if... An Arab was known that he had a great amount of hospitality, okay? And if a person came to his home and didn't eat, that was a massive, massive, massive uh, problem. It became something that was a scar on his reputation. <laughs> People come home and be like, don't eat. Don't eat. I hope you don't eat. <laughs> okay, may Allah forgive us. Anyway, so the Prophet ﷺ meets this individual. And the same thing happens. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, I won't until you say, La ilaha illallah, shalawallah ilaha illallah, 
And so he does this, okay? And the Prophet eats. The next day he meets his friend. And his friend says to him, what happened? I heard that you became a Muslim. And so he said to his friend, no, 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 no. You know, the actual truth is this is what happened. I didn't do it only, uh, I didn't do it for any other reason but just to become, a, uh, just to get the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to eat and, and, and for people not to think about me in terms of uh, a dent on my reputation. So his friend says, okay, that's fine. If, you, if you're saying that you're saying and what you're saying is true, then go and spit on the face of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So uh, he does it. He goes to spit in the face of the Prophet On the day of Qiyamah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes this man's condition. And he says, And then in, 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 in that state in Qiyamah, he will say, as he's biting, regretting his decision, how I wish that I had taken the Nabi as my friend. How I wish that I could choose my friends more properly because friendship has all ended on this day and nothing has benefited me from that friend except that I'm going to the hellfire. What does Allah say with regard to friendship? Friendship, all of friendship. Everything will cease to exist. Even relations will cease to exist. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, In qata'at kullu nasabin wa sababin illa sababi wa nasabi yawm al-qiyamah. Every relation and every, whether it's your blood relation, the in-law relation, whether it's because of a mean, because of a means, everything will cease to exist except the relationship and the ties with me on the day of Qiyamah. And so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us good friends. Um, with regard to Sulaiman alayhi salatu wa taslim, on one occasion, Allah says, وَحُشِرَ Sulaiman," And we'll conclude now, inshaAllah. Allah says, Sulaiman alayhi salatu wa taslim was given the control. The control of the jinn, he was given the control of everything, the wind, etc., and on, on one occasion, Sulaiman was traveling with his entourage. And what he would do was, there was um, a, prior to this incident, as they were traveling, um, an ant noticed the army of Sulaiman coming close to their homes. Allah Jalla wa'ala says, And the ant, the female ant, said, Enter your homes. Normally, who tells us to go inside Maghrib time? The man has come inside, it's Maghrib time. So what is the responsibility? Allah is drawing our attention as mothers that it's our responsibility to ensure using the animals. Allah is drawing our attention to show us that it's the responsibility, subhanAllah, of mothers to make sure that the terbiyah of the, of the children are something which is done by them. So anyway, she says, Ya ayyuhan naml, O ants, enter, enter into your homes. Because Sulaiman alayhi salatu wa taslim and his family and his, rather his entourage might not see you and his army and they will destroy you. Sulaiman alayhi salam has the ability given to him by Allah to hear this. فَتَبَسَّمَ ضَاحِكًا مِّن قَوْلِهَا So he laughs, he smiles and he laughs from her statement. And what does he say? Rabbi. Oh Allah, inspire me with the ability to thank you for the favors you've given me. 
We make salah. Oh Allah, inspire me to thank you. Allah, you've given me money, inspire me to thank you. And upon my parents, if your parents are good and they reach subhanallah, whatever condition, if they're healthy, Allah, let me thank you for that. Sulaiman is asking for this. He says, Allah, I beg of you. And he's the Nabi, Sulaiman. He doesn't need to make this dua. Every Nabi is subservient. He says, Allah, inspire me to do good deeds. Such good deeds that you are pleased with. We just say, Allah, look, make it easier. I can make salah. No. Allah, make it easy that I make salah with sincerity in such a manner that there's no show and after all that you accept it. And Allah, after all of this, I'm asking you one request, my Allah, if it's possible, Sulaiman alayhi dua, if it's possible, my Allah, enter me and unite me with your pious servants. Subhanallah. And Nabi asking that he must be united with the pious servants. Then what is the, what is the condition of the normal servants and what dua must they make? What dua must we make? Allah, you, because we are lost, our iman is nothing. So, so one dua must we make? It's almost like we rely on our a'mal. And that means our a'mal is nothing. May Allah grant us the ability to understand this. Lastly, Sulaiman alayhi salatu wa taslim, he sends, the, the, the hoopoo used to go forward in search of water. tayr. So Sulaiman alayhi salatu wa salam takes register. Right? He takes register of the birds. He used to take register of everybody. So as a teacher, as a teacher, you have to know who's present and who's absent. We as teachers nowadays, we're like, there's only 10 in a class. <laughs> the other 20 are absent. It's so wonderful to teach an empty class. Subhanallah. He looks at the animals, at the birds. And he says, look, there might be a problem. Maybe I'm not seeing correctly here. The teachers don't, you know, sometimes we as teachers, we're like, these kids are not coming to my class. I can't understand. I mean, they're idiots. So I blame the, we blame the pupils. He says, Mali, what is the reason? La aral hudhud. I'm not seeing this hoopoo here. Where is he? If he's not here, I'm going to ask him to give me a sick note or an excuse that it is acceptable or else there'll be punishment. Because the individual must learn the importance of authority. So he returns. Sulaiman salam is the Nabi, he knows everything. He's control of the entire world. The hoopoe comes to him and he says, Oh Sulaiman, you might know everything, but everything is only known by Allah. I went to search for water and I came to a place where you haven't gone before. Okay? And I've come from the valley of Saba and I've come with news and information that is proper. We learned that if we're giving news, then give it which is properly. The Prophet said, you know, on this WhatsApp, it is sufficient for a person, sufficient for him that he is called. That, uh, uh, when he just relates everything that he hears uh, as received, as received, forwarded as received. Um, so the Prophet ﷺ says, we shouldn't do this. So he says, I found, I found a woman that is ruling over them. And shaitan has beautified their actions. They're all worshipping the sun. 
And then he says, he's da'wah, the, the hoopoo's da'wah. And he says, why don't they worship? I find it strange. I went, I saw them, they're worshiping the sun. And, and I'm thinking, but wait a minute, why don't they worship the Allah who takes out food from the seeds that are placed in? And that Allah who knows what is apparent and what is hidden. Like Sulaiman knew that which was apparent, and he knows this which was hidden. Why can't they do the same thing? Ulama say that he could have mentioned anything else. Why don't they worship Allah who's the creator? Why don't they worship Allah who's the... But what did he do? He, he mentions and he invites to Allah in the manner that he understands Allah. That's his sustenance. The bird, that, he, that, that is his sustenance, right? And he gets his sustenance, understanding and knowing it's from Allah. So when he invites to Allah, he invites people telling them about how he knows Allah. So when we invite to Allah, we must tell people about how we know about Allah. Anyway, he sends a letter. He says, look, let's see if you're talking the truth. The letter comes. It's a very brief letter. There's no fancy words. Innahu min Sulaiman wa innahu No lust. You know, you're trying to send... Uh, so, so he didn't ask, she pretty, she tohol, she fat, she big, she round. No, no, no. You know, you come back and you say, we got a new teacher. Really? Old, young. No, no. She's a new teacher. There's no need to find out. Subhanallah. Okay? So, إِنَّهُ مِنْ سُلَيْمَانِ إِنَّهُ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ It's from Sulaiman alayhi salam. And in the name of Allah, become subservient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If not, we will kill you. She makes mashwara with her umara, with those people who are her amirs as well, and those who are the ministers. And they say, subhanallah, listen, the decision is yours. We can fight, but the decision is ultimately yours. She's a very clever woman. She says, let's send some gifts. If the gifts are accepted, then, they, then it means that he wants dunya. Sulaiman salam, when the gifts come to him, he looks at the gifts and he says, that which you have brought to me is nothing compared to what Allah has given me. Subhanallah. Allah has given me much more than this. And really, if you think that I'm inviting you for dunya, let me tell you I will take you over with an army which you won't be able to see the end of. That's how big the army will be. And it will take you away in such a position that you are disgraced. Okay? So, they eventually decide that they're going to be subservient to Sulaiman alayhi salam and they're going to accept Islam. Subhanallah. Three minutes inshallah. And then what, what happens is, they're coming towards Sulaiman alayhi salam and he says to his jinnat that I want her throne here. So the one who, one person says, one of the jinn say, I'll bring it before you, you're sitting down, before you stand up, I'll bring her throne. It'll be here. According to uh, the notes where the tafasir is mentioned, he said, no, I want it a little bit quicker than that. Before you stand up, he said, I want it quicker. So the one who had the knowledge of the book said, I'll bring it to you before you blink your eye. Subhanallah. That's the command Sulaiman had. If a teacher, subhanallah, listen. If a teacher teaches with dignity, with love, with understanding, with passion, with compassion, his students and his subservients will be ready to do anything. One said, I'll do it like this. I said, no, 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 I'll do it like that. You get this in your classes, okay? The one says, who'll carry my bag? Before you even say that, there's already three, four people around you. And the next day, you don't even have to say it, subhanallah. Anyway, the throne comes and he says, Hadha min fadli rabbi. 
money came, position came. This is from the, 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 the bounties of Allah. Because Allah wants to test me if I'm thanking Him, if I'm grateful or not. Eventually she comes. Before she comes, He changes the throne this way, that way. And He says, Aha, kada, is your throne like this? Right? Is your throne like this? She was smart. She was wise. She says, I think it's my throne. I think not is... It looks like it is my throne. So anyway, they have this discussion. And then Sulaiman invites her into his home. Now, now brothers, if, if we're not saying, you know, invite her into your home, this is not especially what happens in this day and age. But the last thing we want to happen is somebody to say, Mulana was saying, Sulaiman invited her into his home, subhanallah, because she became a Muslim. No, 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 really. Really, really, really. Rather take it to, the, the, to the, the, the imam and let him make a Muslim. Subhanallah. And you be there also because the imam might take her into his home. Allah, Allah protect us all. So anyway, he, he takes her into his home to show the bounties of Allah. And as she's entering the home, what happens is he has... So firstly, you can see the area where they're entering. This is the beauty of the home of Sulaiman The area where they're entering is glimmering. It's shining and there's water. So what she does is, she picks up her trouser, the garment at the bottom. Because she thinks, She picks it up because she thinks, you know, I don't want to get messed. I don't want to get, uh, uh, it's my new outfit. You know, just, you know what I'm saying? So, He said, no, no, listen, this is like a fish tank. This is glass. This is just the entrance. This is just how you get into my palace. My, my palace is more palatial than this. Second thing we learn is your home must be clean. Because if it was dirty, if the water had fungus and algae, you wouldn't be able to see it, right? Then you would have thought you're walking on turf, astroturf, whatever the case might be. So now, now the final point is, uh, so then she said, I have oppressed myself really. I mean, to think about it, I, I, I accept uh, Islam with Sulaiman alayhi salatu wa taslim. And it's a Saturday, so we would like to finish on a happy note and people want a happy ending. And according to the narrations, which we, which we have to be a bit careful about, we, we don't say that they're true, we don't say that they're not true, but scholars have said, yes, there's a great, great inclination that Sulaiman and Zulaikha, the wife of Sulaiman had, had married and they had lived their lives thereafter. We ask Allah that he makes our home we, we probably don't have glass entrances but our homes are glass the family we have is glass may allah never let it be that we behave like stones who break that glass normally we don't finish this time normally we finish at about five past just that it's saturday and uh, inshallah from tomorrow we'll be back at five past Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.